And we are back. Hi, everybody. It is the Pat Miller Program here on this Thursday. Um, and uh, I want to do what we do every Thursday. I, ga- I gave him the option. I gave him the option because he was with me live at the uh, Allen County Reagan Bean Dinner yesterday. And I said, now, uh, Congressman Banks, uh, if you would like to go ahead and skip Thursday, he goes, hey, I want to be on on Thursday. He goes, I'd love to be on with you on Thursday. I don't know if it's true or not, but but I'm going to go with it. Uh, so here we go. The uh, the highest ranking member of Washington government from Allen County, it's our right representative, Congressman Jim Banks. Congressman Banks, hello. Uh, good to be with you, Pat. It was good to see you last night. It was a great night. It was great to hear from Vice President Pence. It was. A lot of other people. I, I was fired up. The crowd was fired up. And here we are just a little over three weeks to go before this historic midterm election. I'm, I'm, I'm excited and optimistic. We're going to win back the majorities in the House and the Senate. And uh, Mike Pence gave a good list of reasons why we're going to win back the majority with everything going on in America today. And the American people are desperate for leadership. And, and I'm looking forward to doing everything I can to help help give them leadership and solutions to our country's problems after this next election. Hey, two, two quick questions for you before we get to the rest of Pence. And also, I want to talk to you a little bit about our president and quid pro quo. Last night, I, I kind of stepped myself out there a little bit in just the few minutes that I had up there. And give me your honest appraisal, first of all. My, my purple plaid blazer, it was it was killer, wasn't it? I, I couldn't have pulled it off. <laughs> uh, there's no way I'd ever be able to pull off purple tie, purple shirt, purple jacket. Uh, it was a good look for you. And I, I know um, there were a lot of ladies in the room who <laughs> were whistling and who, uh, who thought it looked great. You know, I, ha- I have last count... 21 people that were there last night who have sent me pictures they shot of me when I was on the platform with their cell phones. And I'm like, I have never, I've, I've done events where I was a keynote speaker with Mike Pence also in the room, and I've never had 21 pictures taken of me. So I'm telling you, the blazer's working, okay? Um, yeah, you sure stuck out. Sure stuck out. <laughs> so I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, but my other question for you is this. Uh, I kind of stepped out and made a statement that I think as of today, could change. Things could go sideways. We know about October surprises, both directions. I really think that when I talk to you on election night, uh, we will first of all celebrate your re-election. I think we're going to hit 235, 236 Republican seats in the House, and I really think that the Senate will be Republican-led 53 to 47. Tell me how far off I am. I think you're spot on. A 20-seat majority in the House means we, we win 25 seats. And uh, I think that's a that's a really good estimate. That's the pro- all the prognosticators, all of, all of the pundits who uh, who guess these things in an educated way. They're they're guessing that it's going to be a twenty to twenty five seat uh, gain for Republicans, which would put us right right to where you're guessing, two hundred thirty six, two hundred thirty eight uh, members in the House. And the Senate's trickier. I mean, the math is just is what it is. The number of seats that are up, but we're playing defense in Ohio and. Pennsylvania, we're on offense in uh, uh, Arizona, Nevada, and uh, and Georgia, and there's no reason to believe that we can't win all three of those seats and keep the two seats that we're playing defense. So even a even a not so great night means that I mean I, it's a I think it's a given at this point we're going to win Nevada, so that's a pickup. We're going to keep uh, Pennsylvania and Ohio. I think those are givens. So right. Georgia is the Georgia and Arizona. They're two two states to watch. Uh, that will mean the difference between a 51 seat majority in the Senate or 53 seats. Either way, it's going to be a slim Republican majority, but I'm quite confident that we're going to pick up the Republican majority in the Senate as well. And think of how great that would be for the country, because if the Republicans get a majority in the Senate, there'll probably be no more tiebreakers for the vice president. She'd have time to go to the border. 
<laughs> she sure, she sure would. She had more time to do that and think about a lot of other things that she hasn't done over the last couple of years. Yeah, I'm sorry, was that mean? But remember, we still have we have Republican majority in the Senate, but you still have the Mitt Romneys and the Susan Collins and the Lisa Murkowski's who yep. are always iffy. But it does mean that that Chuck Schumer is no longer the Senate, no longer the Senate Majority Leader, and that that's a that'll be a big difference. And will give us opportunities to do things and push the administration in a way that we wouldn't be able to otherwise. Now, l- let me go one more with you, okay? I-, I am going to get to the quid pro quo, but give me time to do just one more, Congressman. We're talking to Jim Banks. This is my thought. If we pick up 53, and we have 53 seats in the Senate this November the 8th, I really believe, because two years after, two years from now, there are far more Democrat seats that are up in the Senate than there are this time. I really believe that we in 2024 continue to build our majority in the House. I believe we'll take the White House, and I think we will actually have the great opportunity to have a filibuster-proof majority in the Senate. That would be incredible, and and that would be that would put us in a position where we where we will be so much better off in a better position than what we were back in 2016 when Trump won. I went to Congress. We had majorities in the House and the Senate. We flopped. On a lot of uh, big issues for a lot for a lot of reasons, we didn't we didn't pass the health care bill. The, we had Democrat, you had Republican leaders fighting with President Trump on the wall. A lot, a lot of those issues, but um, it's a new Republican Party today, and I'm I'm proud to be one of the leaders in this new Republican Party. Is pushing the party to do what we said we we're going to do, put America first, go back to the America first policies that we know that worked under Trump, and with a 60 seat majority in the Senate, you're right, that's completely achievable with the math. In 2024, that gives us a lot more pickup opportunities than what we have this cycle. And uh, winning back the White House, that that's uh, – because it's not like, Pat, I mean, think to your point, it's not like Joe Biden is going to become a better president over the next couple of years. It's not no. like he's capable of leading any better than what we've seen him lead over the last last two years. That he, He's still going to pile up the mishaps and the misstatements and the bad foreign policy and, and the bad domestic policies. Even if we do have majorities in the House and the Senate, we can fight back against him. But he's still in the White House. So that that creates a recipe for us to, to do even better in 2024 to get our country back on track. I think that's exactly correct. Allow me to change channels here with you just for a minute. And again, we're talking to 3rd District Congressman Jim Banks. And Congressman Banks, I'm not sure if you heard on our lead-in today, but our great friends in the 2nd District are also listening today as we're filling in for Casey Hendrickson on 95.3 MNC up in South Bend. Um, but let me ask you, this OPEC quid pro quo. What is it that, what kind of a deal did our president try to do when he fist bumped with the the sheiks there in, in Saudi Arabia? And what is it that we're trying to do here as now they're going to say that they're going to cut back their own production of oil, which will put us in a very bad way. And it seems like the White House is trying to pull a bit of a fast one saying, okay, you guys are going to do what, you, what you're, you're going to do, but don't do it so fast. Give us time to do this or that. Is there a genuine quid pro quo going on here? Yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know if it's quid pro quo. I, I don't know what it is. It's it, at the the bottom line is it's insanity. I mean, what what this president has done to to uh, uh, make us dependent on the rest of the world after we were energy independent, reliant on Iran, Russia, Saudi Arabia, um, all of these other countries for oil. Uh, when we have everything right here at home, we have everything that it takes in America to sustain ourselves, put ourselves in the driver's seat. And this guy is out uh, putting us in, in such a dangerous and perilous position, hurting the American people because of it. So uh, I, I, I don't know what to make of it other than we have a, a president who always puts America last. He doesn't put America first. And, and this, 
interesting example of what we're talking about. Ga- gas is about four dollars a gallon again in India and uh, and and throughout the country, and production is down 1.2 million barrels a day under President Trump. We're down 1.2 million barrels a day here in America because of Joe Biden's policies. So we're in, we're in a danger to get better with this guy at the helm. Yeah, well, I, I think that's true. And and when we start saying, well, the way to fix our problem is to pull, you know. Um, some more barrels of oil out of our own strategic petroleum reserve. We're at the lowest point since 84. We're at 450 million barrels. And some people go, wow, that's a lot. Well, it is a lot if you're talking about just enough for the banks and the Miller families. That's a ton. But when you're talking about running an entire country, and Congressman, we're not at war right now. If we go to war, if we're, if we're sending planes around the world or boats or tanks or, or, or personnel movers or whatever it takes to conduct a war somewhere other than here, you'll go through 450 million barrels in a heartbeat. Yeah, you sure will. Uh, and, and remember, this president sold our strategic oil reserves to China so that gas prices would dip for a few cents. We saw that happen over the last couple of months. Now it's skyrocketing back up, passing a gas station right now, 425 a gallon uh, in the in the Marion Gas City area on I-69. So uh, we're back. That, that a few cents a gallon relief. He sold out our strategic oil reserves to do that. Now it's skyrocketing back up, and he's out trying to buy back oil from OPEC and and these other countries to fill the reserves and uh, and and buy it back at four uh, or five times as much as what he sold it for. So. It's just pure insanity. This president is incompetent, and uh, his his policies are putting us in a in a worse position each and every day. Well, you know, and, and part of me, and I'm I'm just being very honest with you. When I when I got home last night after the dinner, um, it, it just it struck me uh, again because I saw that our president in 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 remarks that he made yesterday was making a reference to the fact that he lost his son Bo, uh, who died in Iraq. Well, that that's not what happened. His son died of brain cancer a few years ago. When stuff like that happens, I find myself getting feeling very sorry for him. He's like he's like my grandmother was toward the end of her life, where she didn't know what day it was, and 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 it's horrible. But here's here's who I'm really mad at. I I am really not mad. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm really not mad at Joe Biden. I think his ability to be competent is slipping away. But the people behind him, the people pulling the strings, the making him go out there and to read the teleprompters and everything, it's unbelievable. The guy finishes his speech, he turns, he doesn't know which way to get off the platform, he tries to shake hands in the air. I mean, it's just craziness. Who keeps putting him out there? And and, and they need to they need to be brought to task as well. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. I mean, it, it is so dangerous for America to have a president like this one in the White House. The rest of the world is laughing at us. Our adversaries are emboldened uh, because we have a we have a president in the White House who doesn't know where he is half the time. They're not. They don't fear America. They don't respect America. Correct. Um, it, this is this is a really dangerous moment. Like you, Pat. I, I, at times, I don't know that I feel sorry for him, but I, I it, it it is very sad. It's sad to see this happen all the time over and over and over again his statements about Bo Biden dying in Iraq um, his statements about being raised by the Puerto Ricans I mean not this it, it, all of this is so laughable at the same time it's so sad and and it, it, it creates a very dangerous dynamic well you know if, if he's an athlete who doesn't know enough to get off the field if it's an actor who doesn't realize he's just not doing that well anymore because he can't read his scripts that's all sad this is sad with the guy who's finger is very near the nuclear button. I mean, this could be just a mess. I mean, this could be incredibly tragic. 
Uh, yeah, I, that that's that's exactly right. I mean, all of the things that they tried to do to Donald Trump and all of the all of the things that they made up about Donald Trump and the the left and the media just completely ignores the national security threat that Joe Biden is himself and the situation that he's created as president. It's just it it's shameful. Um, the next two years can't go by quick enough to get this guy out of out of uh, out of the White House and and put a leader in and uh, back into the White House who can lead us forward and inspire our nation and uh, return America's strength around the globe as well. Third District Congressman from here in Northeast Indiana, Third District Congressman Jim Banks. Always good to have you on for your time today, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good day. And we'll be back with more straight ahead. This is Pat Miller on 1190 AM, 1075 FM, and today and tomorrow for our good friend Casey Hendrickson on 95.3 MNC. Podcasts by Federated Media.